0: I like your studio, man. Yeah, appreciate it, dude. Yeah. So yeah, and with that being said, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with Cheese. I'm your host, Cheese. My guest here with me is Joey Cisneros. Joey, how you doing,
1: man? I'm good, Cheese, man. How are you?
0: I'm doing really good. So um, Joey here, he's a licensed barber, and recently he opened up his own barber studio here in Rochester, Indiana, and he's only 19 years old. Dude, congrats, man, on doing that.
1: Man, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it, man.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I know Joey um, since he was little, since me and his cousin Pablo are pretty good friends. So, I remember Joey just like, you know, back in the day riding bikes with us when he was like only like, what, five years old? Five, like, five six. six years old. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're just middle schoolers hanging out.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do remember that.
0: Yeah, so I just want to say, Joey, thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. And then um, before we go on, I just want to give a quick shout-out to the Valley football team on their awesome victory against uh, West Lafayette. And then, Joe, you can chime in, too, because you were once a Valley
1: football player. Yeah, man, that team, man. There's they're something else this year, definitely. I mean, it's 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 cool being a part of that because you saw it develop into what it is now, and, man, Coach Mo's doing his thing over there. He's a great coach to play for, and uh, everyone on that team wish him best of luck the rest of the season.
0: Heck, yeah, and it's pretty cool that they've— be a number two ranked team in three A. You know that tells you that they can like go far in the postseason. Oh
1: yeah, like I mean, there's there's no reason why they shouldn't make it out to like a semi state or anything. You know, um, just shows that like even if it's a small school out here, they'll they'll go down there and compete, and that's that's impressive, I guess.
0: Yeah, and then it's freaking cool that you know we got this new schedule. We became independent, so that way you know we face schools like this now. and Then whether wait in the off in, in the postseason.
1: Yeah, I think I, th- I honestly think that. I, I would have loved to play that uh, s- that um, schedule they're playing now, because like we were so used to just playing the TRC schools, which don't get me wrong, it's it's good competition, but it would never prepare us for the postseason. And now they get to they get to play all the competition there is, you know.
0: Uh, heck yeah! So like yeah, once again, shout out to them, and you know, best of luck to them for, for the rest yes, of the season. Sure. I, I love covering them on my podcast, so yeah. yeah no. so, so Joey, you know, sorry to go off topic, but uh, I want to first want to ask you, how long have you been cutting here for, man?
1: Um three years i think this january will be my will be all like i'll have that fourth year down i think you know this january will be four years so you know dang pretty that's good time cr- that's crazy huh yeah man it, it flies
0: so um i want to you know go back to like the early days i know i do this all the time but you know it's how how you become who you are now yeah it, it is but anyways um so while doing some research right you saw on a tiktok post that um you came to the united states when you were two years old yeah and you had to endure a lot of challenges can you explain what those challenges
1: that you had to endure um i mean just it's just coming it's like let's just you know make an analogy it's like you move to a, a new state you don't know anyone you don't you got to get to the differences and i don't remember much but like i remember i guess when i was in school in elementary school um the language barrier is a is a crazy thing you know spanish is my first language and uh you know you got to adapt to your surroundings new culture everything but um i would i I can't really say it was challenging because i don't remember it you know but um the i if i'm how do you say it i guess the most challenging thing was definitely the language barrier um just getting used to you know the different language and you know spanish at home english at school and then at the end of the day man it's it's, it's a great thing that happened because you know I can talk talk and communicate to a lot of people especially when I'm cutting their hair you know it's it's good li- knowing both languages and I I try and tell every you know Hispanic person that you know get to get to the point where you can speak and speak and be blue be fluent in both you know
0: mm-hmm. that's a great way to look at it because like you know it stands you out compared to like other uh, barbers or other competitors oh
1: yes of, of course you get both um you do get to getting both both ethnicities in your, in your chair. And, you know, you don't limit yourself to, to just cutting specific people, which either way there's nothing bad. There's nothing wrong about it. You get to still, to still cut their hair, I guess, and make them, make them feel welcome. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a great thing. Heck yeah. And then I want to ask, you know, what made you want to cut hair in the first place? It just happened. Like I, I get that question a lot, you know, especially with people in my chair, new people, um, what made you and there's nothing that made me cut hair i didn't know what i was going to do out of high school um but it was just before covid i remember you know cutting my dad's hair and it just went to doing asking a friend to cut um their hair jorge knows jorge rosa shout out to him he he's the first person that got in my chair and uh, took a chance with me and we've just been running with it ever since
0: so and then like how did you like learn to first how to cut hair or did you just wing it
1: uh the, well the first time yeah like i would cut my dad's hair just because because you know he stopped taking us to the barbershop or whatever and uh um yeah i just tried to cut his hair and then i was like you know what i might as well just try and pick up something so i looked up uh on youtube like haircut videos how to do a fade and stuff like that and i guess that's what led me to to get better and progressive and you kind of just put your own twist on things
0: it's crazy i forgot who i was talking with the other day but i was talking about with them that it's just crazy how youtube is so underrated as a resource to help you on a a, a hobby like that like like for example like It took me like three or four months of YouTube videos to start this podcast. But, hey, it was YouTube, man.
1: Yeah. No, YouTube, great resource, I'd say. Like if you ever want to start something on your own or just get better at something, YouTube's a place to go like for anything. Um, Like you said, I'm sure, you know, you watch plenty of YouTube videos. How to, you know, even just research your equipment, how to do that, how to set up, how to, you know, advertise, for example. Like I know I used YouTube, like, you know, what are the best ways of advertising and stuff like that?
0: yeah and you probably you know
1: youtube you know your equipment too oh yeah
0: yeah so all sorts of factors into you know their hair the barber industry just besides you know how to cut hair per se
1: oh yeah yeah like a ton and it's just i guess even the business side of things like youtube especially now tiktok tiktok oh, yeah. a lot of tiktok goes into it um i don't know if you've seen my clips on tiktok i get a lot of those ideas from other tiktokers you know just the, like, I'd turn on the brightness on it just so it makes the haircut pop and just stuff like that, just to catch your eye. And I get that a lot from social media.
0: Heck yeah. And I was, I want to comment about that. I do really enjoy, you know, the video, the short form content you post and the editing and the music you add. Like, a lot of Drake, man. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge Drake. Guy. Oh, yeah. Me so too. you can connect, <laughs> you can like really connect the bomb with, you know, to potential clients with that stuff, with like little things like that.
1: Yeah. And um, in school, my uh, business teacher, marketing teacher, um, Mr. E, if you're listening to this, he I remember it always stuck with me because he's like, you got to have a niche. You know, what type of people are you reaching out to? And I guess when I was just cutting hair, like before I, it became something, um, I didn't have a niche. It was just where I to sit my chair. And now, like, you know, I cut a lot of high schoolers. I don't mind it because it just brings more. It's it's always it's like you recycle. Some go to college, some move out and then you get a whole new people, you know, people coming in your chair. Which is great, and I'd say my niche is anywhere from like you know older middle school, younger middle school to to like in their 30s, 40s. I'd say, um, and the music has a lot to do with it, you know, because for example, you see a video with a Drake song. Oh, you like Drake? Well, let me go try this guy out. Maybe we have other things in common. Yeah, know?
0: exactly. It's like really like you know the commonality.
1: Mhm. Yeah. The yeah, you gotta find things in common, and then that's how you keep people in your chair. You know, you're able, they're able to come in here, talk to you yeah, you know, I watch this game too, you know, just have, you know, voice you guys' opinion on it.
0: Mm-hmm. And then um, I want to talk about the, about that a little later on, but I want to, you know, really ask about, like, I remember um, when you were first on the grind of cutting hair, right? Mm-hmm. I would re- uh, remember hearing from other people that, yeah, Joey cuts my hair at his parents' house. Like, yeah, just tell me the grind about that. Just cutting people, you know, from your house.
1: Um, Just a kid with a dream, I guess. Like, you just just didn't even know what was what was gonna happen like you just you just wanted to make something happen and uh you just did what it took and and started cutting hair at your parents house like my parents were always super supportive about it they never were like no we don't want these people coming in this and that but then again they thought it was just a hobby for me they didn't see it as a future I guess which understandable um but yeah and then I guess later on as as I cut more and more hair in my house I was like I need to do something because it's getting to the point where people i don't know are coming into my house Mm -hmm. you know um not that i thought anyone would do anything bad but it's like that chance and the privacy and all that stuff but
0: especially if it's under your parents roof right yeah
1: especially under them and like you know i always ask them you know are you you sure and they're like yeah just they were super supportive about it um but yeah it's just it was i remember the first chair was a wooden chair like a kitchen chair i would use to cut in and uh I had a cape and if you if you were there you know what that cape was and it was pretty ripped up just like a normal mirror it was nothing cool just a little table to put my clippers and stuff on it was just like you just like something out of a out of a movie you just you know like in the movies where it shows like the kid come up and stuff it was like that just whatever we had made it work you know my first clippers we just had them laying around the house there were nothing fancy it was just whatever I could get my hands on, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you had to start somewhere so you were able to learn along the way on how you can get better or how you can get better equipment.
1: Yeah, it, I mean, it's always like, and I tell anyone that wants to do something, just start. That's, you know, it's like with you. I'm sure, you know, I mean, you're older, so you can invest money into it. But when you're young, you just got to start. You know, that's, that's you're going to get further along if you just take one step rather than, than not taking no step. You know, you're more likely to succeed. And that's what I did. Like, I didn't, I didn't know what good clippers were. I just had clippers and you know I'm going to use these to my advantage and that's the best way to do it. Just find something and stick to it and just put all your work into it, you know.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that our story is kind of like, you know, relate somehow because like when I for my first couple of episodes all I had was like, you know, my Turtle Beach headset yeah. and my laptop. You know, as you guys can probably notice, like the first two episodes were like the audio quality was like a little bit, but I was just like, you know, waiting to like save up to invest in the audio um, interface that we have now and look at the quality now.
1: Yeah. And that's that just goes hand in hand. Like I always get, I always said, you know, I I wasn't charging too much back then, maybe five, ten bucks. But people always showed love. They always looked out, tipped me a little bit, which again, I'd never, never have asked, make sure you tip me, you know, but. I always take, uh, I'm very grateful for it, but, um, just whatever I got in, what, whatever I got out of that cutting hair thing, I put back into it just to you know, quality. Yeah. You know what clippers you have doesn't necessarily matter, but you know you don't want some hot clippers to your face either, you know? But, um, yeah, just little by little kept investing in it and, uh, it grows, you know, what you put in is what you get out.
0: That's so true, man. So I want to ask like, you know, what was your biggest motivation to keep on going? (sighs) Um,
1: see and that's another thing i don't necessarily have a motivation until later on but at first it was just i was having fun and all honestly i was having fun you know cutting hair this and that um definitely i guess once i saw money yeah it was motivating you know what kid what high school kid doesn't want to make good money but um at first it was just like having fun just having fun it was cool because i got to you know chill out with my friends cut their hair and stuff um that was cool. Um, But I guess that the bigger motivation was uh, making people feel good. Like when someone, especially, you know, doing that transformation, when they have long hair, they make it short. It was cool seeing, you know, them get up and walk out with a smile, even if it was out of house, you know, and a lot of people, you know, they're like, yeah, you're the best one around here, this and that. I heard it. And I was like, how if, you know, I'm cutting out of my house. And still to this day, like, you know, people see this room and they're like, I remember when you were cutting out your house. And I feel like that that still motivates me because it's like, I felt like it wasn't a, a lonely journey either, because they were with me. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of my classmates saw it happen. They go back to school, and they, you know, they, you know, they walk with their head high. I guess
0: that's dude, that's freaking awesome. Just knowing that you know you can always like you know refer back to those like really humble days. Yeah, but heck, I bet you you still are humble to this day, because you want to like, you know keep going further and further. Yeah, of
1: course. You know, I think that's a huge thing. You couldn't, you know, you gotta walk before you run. You know you got to crawl before you walk, you know, you just got to start slowly and slowly and, uh, build up. And that's something my mom, my mom has a big impact in my life. And she, she's always told me, you know, just stay humble. Never think you're better than, than anyone else. Cause that could all go away in a day. Like, you know? Don't let the Eagle get the best of you of pretty course. much. Yeah. And a hundred percent. Like,
0: how do you like, like stay humble? Like what are, what are ways Like, you know, you just like cool down,
1: um, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, I'm perfect cause nobody's perfect, you know? Um, but just remembering what you did to get to where you are you know that will always humble you because nobody you know i th- i think you you take care of what you have when you started from really scratch you know just whatever you have and you remember like man i remember in that house it would get hot it would get super hot you know and like some clients would even you know not it wasn't burning hot but hot for me because i was moving around you know um i remember that i remember having to you know um lean over my back would hurt because it was a wooden chair and stuff and uh that I feel like that keeps me humble and just knowing where I come from. And, you know, and I, I like that this podcast, for example, is community based because I feel like I stayed around the community too, you know, and I cut a good amount of people from the community.
0: Mm-hmm. Heck yeah. Well said, Joey. Yeah, and thanks. I first want to like, I really want to ask this. So when you were cutting like hair at your parents' house, what steps do you take to be a licensed barber? Cause, um, like you said, it was getting to the point where like strangers were, Going to your parents' house and you're like, dude, you know, I want to respect my parents' uh, privacy.
1: Yeah. Um. First step. I mean, the first major step you got to do is uh go to barber school. You got to go get uh your barber's license and uh get and do uh, a fifteen hundred hours at school. Um, which it seems like a lot, but it flies by. You know, it it really does fly by, and uh that's that's why I did end up moving to Fort Rain to uh, go to barber school and uh, get my barber's license.
0: Yeah. So like, can you like tell? The process of how that goes, just in case if there's any young barber that wants to uh, go to barber school and they may not know that you know um process.
1: Yeah. Um. So the school I went to, it was a uh, chosen Christian Beauty and Barber College, and it's a it's a real popular school, I guess in uh Fort Wayne. It's over in uh, Georgetown, and in Warsaw is definitely like for example Warsaw. They're definitely growing in the barber scene. You know, I think my respect goes out to Jeff. You know, he's Jeff. Uh, from Warsaw, Ortega. Yeah, Ortega. Jeff, Jeffrey Ortega. Shout out to him. Yep. Um, man, I you know I didn't I didn't see him in his beginning days, but I saw him when he was at uh, the second location before he went to this one. He did, man. He's I think he's had a very imp of a, a very big impact on the younger barbers. Like I can I can think of a few, you know. Um, and the school that a lot of people go to is the Chosen Christian School, and it's a it's a good school. Um, they're very how do you say they they're very relatable. They can relate to you if you have a problem or anything. Um, so I remember like going to the school and then, you know, I just went in there and I was, you know, just wondering about their barber program. And, uh, they told me, yeah, so you need this, the 1500 hours. And then you pass your barber state test. And, uh, he was, uh, I was like, well, you know, I've been cutting for then it was like two years, two and a half years. I'm like, well, I'm ready to start. You know, I need to start September 6th. Um, and I went around June. So it was a few months out, gave me enough time to prepare for it. Um, and he's like, all right, you know, come file this, fill out these, uh, this like application type of thing. And, um, we'll give you a call when, see if you can start in September. And yeah, you know, a few weeks pass and, uh, I went, yeah, I got a call back and he's like, you know, you're right. Your start date is September 6th. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. You know, I was excited, but, um, yeah, it was a great, um, it was a great time there. Well spent, um, learned a lot. Um, the teachers were there with well, the the teachers there were, were real were real good and they understood if you know you missed a day or something but then again when it's hour based yeah you make you sort of make your own hours there you know i went in at 8 and left at 4:30 some people went at 8 and left at 6 you know so it's really you can get it done i know a guy that got it knocked out in 8 months you know yeah so it's it's almost like a trade school for example you know um but yeah it was a it was a great time there everyone was cool this you know the other students there were were cool and it was like all ages you know there were people that already were in a shop there's people that didn't know nothing about cutting hair there's people like me you know we know something but we still got to get better um but it was good to get a lot of reps in there
0: heck yeah so i remember when i did the podcast with jeff Mm -hmm. what he hears is always like talking 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 like like he hears like people that want to be barbers like yeah i'm gonna do this i'm gonna go to barber school but they don't do it right so but you and, you know, just keep on doing it, right? So I want to ask, like, what challenges and sacrifices you had to do to be able to complete barber school? Because I'm pretty sure it wasn't easy.
1: No, it definitely was not. Um, the 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 haircutting is, it, it'll come natural. You know, there's people that get out of school and they're not necessarily the best, give up the, you know, the best lines and everything, uh, which I don't want to say I do, you know, but they still got some time to go. But the biggest thing is passing your... Your state exam, and that you know that certifies you as a barber. It's a test you go and take at. We took it at Ivy Tech. It's a, it's a test like a legitimate licensing test, and um, it just like it, it's a lot more to do with like the sanitary things and like the you know the what's it called ethics? Um, no, not I mean some ethics, but like the yeah the sanitary stuff. What you know how germs spread? How all that stuff? Cleaning your stuff, um disinfecting it and all that that's that's what it's really based on but the biggest challenge was me moving to fort wayne so i'm from akron a little town you know and then i moved to a big, huge city in my eyes you know and uh i moved out there without knowing anyone without no family out there i was an hour away and i got an apartment just because i knew i didn't want to keep driving back and forth and my especially during
0: the indiana winters
1: oh yeah man i knew that that was a huge reason why because it gets bad out here Oh yeah. um but that was the biggest challenge, just being away from family. You know, I would come home on the weekends. That I did that, and uh, I don't know if you knew, but I, I used to cut hair on Mondays, just Mondays for a whole year here in uh, Akron. Mm-hmm. Um, to I,
0: build like clientele or just like, to be productive.
1: Um. Well, see, this is where it gets long, because no, you're make, fine. Yeah. yeah I'll take your time. Moved, so I'll take you back to my senior year of high school. So played football, got hurt, then. December comes around, and I decided to graduate early. I decided to graduate early so I could start um, just my barber journey, I guess you could say Because you knew
0: that that's what you wanted to do after high school yeah, already. Yeah,
1: Around junior year, I knew I was set. I'm going to be a barber, you know. And then senior year comes around. I get hurt. Um, December comes around. I decided to graduate. So then I graduated early in December. And then in January, I started working the RV factory. So... It was uh, over Napanee and Gulfstream, so I would, you know, from December, from January to around mid-August, I worked at the RV factory, and then in the afternoons, um, I'd cut hair at the house, just every day. You know, Monday through through Saturday, I'd go to work, get home, cut hair, get, go, you know, just repeat, and uh, that builds you. It does, because it shows you what you really want, and my opinion was like, okay, if I can go work a full-time job and then come back home and still cut hair, I love this, you know, because... I'm, you know, you work in in that field too. You get tired, you know, um, but yeah, that's what uh that's what I did. And then mid August, I start I start moving up to Fort Wayne, and I moved up there and then uh, started school when I was up there. And then I was trying to get in a barber shop. I was trying to get in a shop because I knew I wanted to cut hair. I didn't want to work no other job. And I remember once I quit the RV factory, I said um, I'm never working another job. I'm just gonna be a barber. And I tried for like two weeks to get in a shop, and uh, nothing happened, you know. It was just like, no, this and that, which I get it. You know, they got to do their thing. You know, I got to respect that. So then I went to work at Panda Express and I was working at Panda Express and going to private school. So that sucked. I'd get up at eight and go to school till four, four thirty. I'd go work at Panda and then get home till like eleven thirty midnight, you know. Um, but then that was a big challenge for me. Just, you know, I had to pay my rent. So I was working, going to school and it was stressful. And on top of that, you know, you have to study for your your test at school and then yeah, but luckily enough, I was able to get into a pretty pretty popular shop in Fort Wayne. It's called Barbers United. Um, shout out to them. Then other like I, I became real close friends with them over there. Um, I got into that while I was in school and that that definitely helped me, you know, make a little more money while not working another like job. So
0: that place, was your first was your actual first gig.
1: Yeah, the first barber shop I worked. Barber shop, yeah. yeah.
0: And then I have a question. So um, do you get you don't get paid when you're at barber school, obviously,
1: right? Um, when you put putting those
0: 1,500 hours in, or
1: yeah, how does that work? So you you can uh at that school haircuts are ten bucks. So anyone like anyone can walk in there and get a haircut for ten bucks. Um, and sometimes it's crazy because there's there's people that have been cutting for five six years and they're really talented. And you walk in and you're like, I want him, and he cuts you. And he's used to making you know 30, 35 bucks a head. Now he's making if if they tip he makes money if they don't they don't so you collect tips but then again um if you already have a pretty strong clientele you can bring them in um you charge whatever you charge so let's say you charge 30. you just take 10 so you make 20. you know um but there's times where you would have cut all day and you wouldn't make a dime you know which sucks but um again it humbles you it's a sacrifice yeah yeah um but the most challenging part for me was moving up there and just almost feeling alone at times you know because you know, I'm, I'm a real family-oriented person, and my family's all over here. Mm-hmm. But, I mean,
0: it could have been worse. I mean, Fort Wayne is pretty close to home.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah it could which,
0: be, it's not like you were all the way in Arizona, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Our jet story, California.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, it was, you know, if I needed, if there was an emergency, I could drive home at any time, which which was great. Um, But, yeah, that that was the most difficult part, just being away. And I, was, I had just turned 18 when I moved to Fort Wayne. So it was hard for me to get an apartment. That was another thing. Like I could, I had to wait until I was 18 to actually start applying. Um, But the most challenging thing was that and just studying for the state board test.
0: So how did you like, you know, manage to, you know, your 18 year old self, yeah, that um, the grind of school, work, all of that grind together?
1: Like how did I manage to get through it? Yeah. Um,
0: Like, did you have like a positive mindset or yeah, did you just remind yourself that, hey, this is going to pay
1: off? um yeah that last thing you said I just had a very I knew I was there for a reason and I I always stuck to that reason like at times I did feel like quitting you know and I'm sure anyone that goes through anything like that um feels like quitting at one point or the other but I just I just stayed positive and was like I'm here for a reason and if I'm gonna put my my because I went to the RV factory to make money if I'm gonna put my money into this it has to work you know and I just had a feeling it would work and it would pay off. And uh, my parents, you know, super supportive. Um, they always taught me how to work hard for your own stuff, you know, and that had a big role, you know, it was just, you don't know why you're doing it, but you know that the outcome is gonna be great. You know what I mean?
0: It's just like, you gotta know, like what they say, trust the process. Yeah,
1: yeah. and. You know, I didn't know a year ago today, for example, a year ago exactly today, I would have been in barber school. I didn't know I was going to end up back home, you know, back in Rochester. I My goal was to stay in Fort Wayne and do something out there in a bigger city. But here I am and it's perfect.
0: Exactly. So what was that place called? You Your first gig at Fort Wayne? What was that place called again?
1: After Panda Express? Yeah. Uh, Barber's United.
0: So, So tell me from Barber's United from opening the whole studio like what were you like how long were you at barbers studio for At barbers united for
1: oh uh, yeah barbers united my bad you're good um i was there from i'd say february because i worked at panda express and barbers united of this year uh yeah 2023 Yo, yeah great. i did That's both crazy. so i guess i'd go to school go to panda and then go back home that was my that was monday through wednesday and thursday and fridays i'd go to school and then go to barber's united i was there two days out of the week which the owner super great guy man he's he really helped me out a lot and uh, gave me a good opportunity um joe barber joe shout out to him um if he's listening to this but i doubt he will um but yeah he let me work there for two days out of the week um just in the afternoons just to you know feel it out and give me an opportunity and then um around march so i did that from february to march um and then around march i was like you know what Screw it! I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it full time, you know. And uh, I was like, if if for some reason it doesn't work, there's always jobs open, you know. I go go work at McDonald's, you know. Um, and I just said, you know, I put my two weeks in at Panda. I was like, I'm just gonna be a barber full time. See if it works, you know. If it doesn't, I'll just go back to work another job.
0: Wait, were you graduated from barber school at this point?
1: No, I was still in barber school. Yeah. So I'm doing all this, making these decisions while I'm at barber school, knowing I had to pay tuition, knowing I had to pay rent. So it was really just a risk, you know, exactly. yeah, um, which I ended up quitting Panda and just became a barber full time and uh, it it paid off. It was, it was good. It was more money than I would make at Panda and uh, less stress. I just had more free time. I, I was able to start going to the gym in the afternoons, you know, getting home and getting some good sleep, you know, um, and just, it was cool. I felt like I wasn't at work. I was just, you know, cooking it with the guys at the shop when I wasn't cutting hair or even if I was cutting hair, I was doing what I loved, you know um but yeah it's just looking back at it now today it's it's i don't know why i made the decision it's something impulsive that i guess i didn't think about you know
0: Mm -hmm. it just seems like you know you're more happy you know you were more productive by making that decision
1: yeah and it was one of the best decisions i've ever made i guess and Ever since March yeah, around March I, I've been a full time barber until now. You know
0: So can you tell me like from Barber Studio, right? I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Barbers, know United. Barbers United. Barbers yeah. United. I don't know why I'm keep overthinking that, but anyways, from that from that place, how would you from now like what made you think that hey I need to open my own barber studio here in Rochester? How'd that um, happen?
1: So it was up until I mean I've always I've always wanted a studio, just private. I think it's super cool and um again another guy i went to barber school with motown mo moses um again very good guy out there in fort wayne uh he has his own private studio it's super his is about the same size as this one um his aesthetic in there i like how you can make it your own without opening a full-on shop and i think a lot of it had to do with uh me cutting hair at my mom's house i think a lot of it was like well i like cutting alone you know i got used to being by myself which Don't get me wrong, cutting in a barbershop is cool because you get to talk to everyone. You know, you got a lot of people there that are there for the same reason they love what they do, you know. Um, But I do like my own personal space and give the client, you know, their privacy, too, because that's another thing. I think a lot of clients do like the private room because they get to open up without other people sitting right next to them listening into their conversation. Or, like, having to, like, look around. Yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, I guess it was like, you know what, I'm going to get a private studio, and that's when uh this happened you know but yeah it was it was uh, a another again another impulse decision just making stuff like what i feel is right
0: so how did you manage to get your own studio like what was the process of that because i'm like i said pretty sure it wasn't easy or it took time to like you know get it done
1: yeah so like i said uh this is around june of last of this of this year i was like that's when i was like you know what i think i'm gonna move back home you know I rented out for a year and it was just rent through, is through the roof out there, you know, um, Fort Wayne. Yeah. Fort yeah. Wayne. Um, and I was, I was paying quite a bit for a one bedroom, you know? Um, and that's when I decided, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move back to home. You know, I knew my parents would be fine with me living with them. You know, I'm still, I was 18, 19 at that time. No, 18, it was June. I was still 18. So I'm 18 while I'm trying to get all this sorted. And, uh, I was cutting, uh, Isaac Lau. I think yeah. you might know him. Yeah. And uh, I was, we, yeah, we were talking about it. He was asking me, you know, what, what's next for you? And I was like, you know, I really want to do a private studio. And uh, he put me in contact with the owner of this building. Um, and I just, I, I had his number saved in my phone for like about a month, month or two. And um, it was just like, hmm, hit or miss. I might do it. I might not. You know, I'll go in a shop. Cause, You're like second guessing yourself. Yeah, because at that time, um, Jeff, I was working with Jeff shop on Mondays. Just on Mondays for... Yeah, I was working at his shop and uh he took man, he great dude. He's I love what he's doing over there. Um it's just super, super helpful guy. And I was working with him on Mondays and that whole crew is fun. Like they're Shaves and fades Yeah, shaves yeah. and fades. Shout out to them, man. Yeah. They're they're fun over there. Landon, the Mixio, Jeff, Maria. Maria. Yeah. Got an appointment there Wednesday. Yeah, Anyways, go on, sorry. Yeah, so I was working with them and uh he took, you know, he let me cut in there on Mondays and I was like, man, like so if i move to rochester this was going on in my mind if i move to rochester that means i have to start all over again you know like just exactly what i did in fort wayne except i have some clients so but i still got to market myself and not just like i don't have like shaves and fades they're known or they're already established and known that they give great cuts there you know and now if i come to rochester i gotta i'm gonna be in a private studio and i gotta advertise to everyone that i'm the guy here you know i gotta gotta say that and uh gotta make them want to come in here and make it pleasing for them um and i was like can i do it can i not i was second guessing myself you know and uh the day comes i forget i don't even know when it was and i i give the owner here a call and you know he let me come and look at the place and he's like you know what do you want to do and i was like i want to put a barber studio in here and he's like you know what let's do it man like let's do it um and it's been yeah it's been like that ever since and then i moved down here and here i am you know
0: heck yeah. yeah, so he gave
1: you a shot. Just yeah, like, yeah, he gave me a shot. He's a he was super like excited for it, you know, because I don't, I mean, I didn't know there was any barbers, and so I I got to Rochester, and I guess there's only a few in the area, but then again, like no, I don't want to discredit them. They're more old school, and I guess like I I bring the you know the bald phase, the fades, niche, the niche, yeah, the bald phase, the sharp lineups, the designs, the beard, work, you know, straight razor beards and all that, and I guess they don't really offer that that kind of service over there but there's nothing wrong with that you know there's a niche for everything you know
0: it seems like you really wanted to pioneer that here in rochester you know you know take advantage of the opportunity before anyone else could oh yeah
1: yeah of course and uh again back to I th- like i said jeff i think has almost paved the way for a lot of the younger the the younger people out here the wannabe Barbers, you like know. like landon and dritta you know exactly exactly and you mix know. yeah yep you know gave them an opportunity to go cut in the shop and i think when he came to the area and brought that style, I think everybody was like, wow.
0: Yeah, because he was explaining that before he came, you know, the nearest, you know, barbers style gave that um, type of haircuts, right? Mm-hmm. You would have to go all the way to Fort Wayne or South Bend.
1: Exactly. And, uh, yeah, I kind of looked at what he did. I'm like, you know, that's cool. He's doing that over there. And I was like, there's nothing wrong with opening another shop in Warsaw. I think it'd be great. Warsaw's pretty big. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something in Rochester. You know, uh, it's smaller than Warsaw, but it's got, again, you got Akron. You got Winnemag, Logan Sport. You got little Calma, towns. yeah. Yeah, you got Argus. plenty of towns around it. Yeah. And it's, what, a 15-minute drive from anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, And I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to be independent and start at a studio, you know, and, you know, hopefully in the future there's a shop. Yeah.
0: You know? So, um, Joey, what was the biggest challenge of opening up the studio? Like, you know, once, you know, the owner, you know, accepted you um, in this place.
1: Biggest challenge? Or, uh, yeah. I don't want to say it wasn't challenging, but because it was.
0: All right, what was, like, the process, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, is it, like, you have to pay monthly for this, like, studio?
1: Um, Yeah, you know, we play, we, we pay monthly here. Um, It's very good cost. Um, uh, Just getting, I guess the challenge thing was, like, okay, I got to make it how I like, but also pleasing to everyone that comes in here, you know? um, Like, just getting everything sorted out, buying everything that I wanted to put in here, which... Just, not done you know i want to add more things um make it make it cool in here uh you know got the tv up someone wants to play uh, you know the ps5 or someone wants to watch a movie whatever you know they can chill out here and i always want to make it feel like a lounge where you can come in here get your hair cut and just you know kick it for a little bit you know i'd love that
0: kind of like shades and fades
1: yeah exactly you know you can go in there and yeah you might need a haircut but you're also looking for a conversation you know
0: that's what i love about shades and fades you know i can really connect with those guys
1: oh yeah and it's like no matter who you go with, you're, you're able to connect with them, you know?
0: Mm -hmm, Exactly. And then like Joey, I gotta say, I mean, I really do like the studio, you know, it's really peaceful. I mean, like you said, for those, like, you know, people that are like want to open up without getting, you know, without worrying about what others have to say, it's the perfect room to like, you know, let let out their mind, speak their mind, I guess.
1: Yeah. And that's a, that's a huge thing. I think in the barber industry, you know, not just providing a, a great haircut, but providing, that connection with them. So where they convince you if they have a problem, you know, they can talk to you about their dreams or whatever, just being that person that they can go in there and conversate with without feeling like you're gonna judge them. And that's why I like about the privateness of this room is that, you know, you can't really hear what's going on outside of the walls, you know, exactly. it stays in here. Um, and I and I do like that, that they can come in here and uh, just speak their mind.
0: Exactly. So whenever I'm getting my hair cut by Maria, sometimes that's like, you know, uh, be aware of my loudness. Because, you know, some, certain things I don't want some other people to hear. Yeah. But in here, you know what I'm saying, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, like you, you said.
1: Don't. Yeah, and uh, especially like some of the guys I had cut at my house when I was cutting in a barbershop and there's people around me, I noticed they didn't speak as much. And I think that's the reason because, you know, they felt, I'm not saying they didn't feel comfortable, but they felt right. more comfortable talking their mind when I'm the one there. It's just me and him. And you no know? one else. Yeah, exactly.
0: And did he notice that when they would come here?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, they're, you know, they're a little louder in here. They're, you know, back to normal, I guess, you know.
0: So, you, so yeah, so you would attest to this question, right, um, after what we just talked about. So, like, you think that having the social skills, is just as important as having this, the skill of cutting hair.
1: hundred percent, yeah. You got to be able, you know, you can't be too shy either, you know. Yeah, you're going to get nervous, but you got to be, you know, calm and collective and, you know, be able to talk to anyone that walks in through the door, you know especially like being at uh, the shop in fort wayne it was a pretty busy shop and i was at the very front i was the first door you saw as soon as you walked in you saw me and i had to greet them you know how's your day going you know how can we help you are you you know you got an appointment whatever and then when they sit in your chair you got to make sure especially if they're a new client they come back to you you know that's how you build your clientele um just that their repetitiveness and they keep coming back to where they're not just a client but they're a friend yeah you know
0: and then it's and you have to find the commonality right so if if you you know see a client wearing the lakers jersey right yeah you know you're not asking hey how's the lakers doing or me
1: you like the lakers yeah or like you know saw saw you know saw the uh, notre dame game for example they come in here and you know you're into college football yeah no whatever and like oh what would you think about the game then we start talking and then from there you gotta you know you gotta have the social skills to branch out and keep a conversation going to where they they enjoy coming to you and they feel comfortable around you you heck
0: yeah and then like you know i hear this a lot from people right whether it's you know women getting their hair done or men you Mm -hmm. know getting their haircut they say that you know getting their haircut is like booking a chief therapy session
1: yeah the thing right there it says a low-key therapist as well as a talented individual that's funny how you know yeah you have that yeah yeah um i I guess I've never been on the other side to where I go to a barber repeatedly and it's like a therapist, you know, but I can see why people say that, why people will say that, you know, I am a, a cheap quote unquote cheap therapist, which that title I think is very, is very cool to have just cause you're comfortable with a lot of people and they're comfortable with you, you know, talking about their problems if they have any. Heck you know? yeah.
0: And then I think talking about this, you know, about being a barber, I think that's an underrated, you know, aspect of the industry.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it's something that it's definitely, you just got to have, you know, you can't force it. It's, it has to come natural. And uh, I didn't think about the social aspect of it until I was already here. You know, yeah, I didn't think crazy. anything about it, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. So do you think there's a correlation that you get like higher tips when you let your clients speak their mind and when you're like listening to them or engaging with them?
1: Um, I don't, like I said, uh, I don't, expect tips my price is my price for a reason you know if i wanted to make 10 bucks more then i'd charge 10 bucks more you know but um i'm very appreciative of tips and uh, i think i honestly think you know the tip is based on how you treat them and like if they if they like you know if they like the environment they're in you know obviously if you know you're talking bad to them and saying negative things they're obviously you know not going to enjoy the experience you know Like you could have, like I said, you know, you could have, you could give them a great haircut, but if the, the service, the social service isn't good, then it's, it kind of weighs the scale off. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of people do, do tip based on how you treat them, you know, but again, don't. Me, personally, I don't expect to get tipped every single time. You know, if you do, I appreciate it. If not, you know, I'm not judging you.
0: That makes sense. So the reason why I asked that question is because, like, I've been to barbers where, you know, it just felt like I was a client. They yeah. just cut my hair. They didn't make no conversation. I was, like, bored, you know? I'm, like, yeah. dang. I'm, like, it's like going to the doctor. I'm, like, I'm just dreading this. Yeah. So I just tipped them, like, the basic, you know? Yeah. Um, the basic requirement, I guess. Yeah. Or expectation, I guess. But when I get my haircut by Maria, since I feel so bad of ranting, like, you know, my problems or how I'm feeling, especially like with girl problems, like I'm obligated to give her like a $10 tip.
1: Oh, yeah. And that's that's good. You know, good on her to to not just treat you like a client, but treat you like a friend and make you feel accepted in in her chair. You know, like you're ready to go in. You know, you're excited to get a haircut. And I feel like that's the best feeling that you get as a barber when a client you know or a client or friend you know come in like man i've been waiting for this you know i'm excited to get a haircut that's, that's such a good feeling yeah, yeah i can't wait to see maria yeah. or i can't wait to see joey exactly you know it's a it's great that to have people like that to have people that walk in here you know on a weekly basis or every two weeks and they're they're ready to see you they're excited to come in here and you know yeah. talk
0: or is that or if you know them pretty well like if they like like I don't know why I don't know why I keep referring back to Drake. If you know like this client likes Drake, you get the Drake playlist ready. Exactly, to go on. Like, yeah. Little things like that.
1: Yeah, especially you know, um, just like especially like if you know if you know their taste, you know you know what they like. You know, you'll I I feel like I should you know I'm gonna put this song on just for them. You know, make them feel make them feel welcome when they come in. You know, you're I mean? giving effort and like the little things do matter. Yeah, the little things do matter, and you know little things like that could be like yeah well they're talking to a friend they're like yeah well i went to joey's this week and man it was such a good time he had this going on and that and i think that's what you know i'm gonna go check him out you know
0: yeah so yeah like going back to Maria mm-hmm. so like when I go to her she's like always asking like you know how's the podcast doing or you know what sport events do you got going on because she knows that you know I love going to sport events and stuff like that it just makes me feel like I'm her friend
1: yeah exactly and that's that's how it should be you know them keeping up with you as much as you keep up with them and I'm sure you know sometimes if you ever on social media you're like oh how is this you know you asked her about her day too as well you know and we you know barbers appreciate exactly that. Yep. yeah yeah and- I know
0: her like life as well too because like you know she tells me you know about how things are going for her as well it's like it goes like back and forth i guess
1: exactly and especially with people like are trying to do something like for example you and your podcast barber you know other people not just barbers but people like to keep up with what you're doing you know it's just it's a human thing you know we like to see you know everyone on their own on their own journey and that's that's pretty cool you know just to relate on
0: yeah and you brought up something good just moments ago like you know how people said yeah i'm ready to you know see joey again right they tell their friends or family. And then I basically want to ask you about word of mouth. Like, tell me about the power of uh, word of mouth besides the power of social media.
1: Word of mouth is is crazy. You know, I guess that's how I started, you know, especially at school. You know, we went to the same high school. It's a pretty small school. Something happens the next day. Everybody knows, you know. Um, and uh, I think that's what got me to where I'm at, you know. Definitely social media, especially now, because I, I I don't feel obligated, but I feel like especially on Facebook, you got to, you know, you got to at least post a few things a week to, to get people, you know, okay, he's doing this. Oh, but look at this, you know, and they're, they're interested in you. They keep coming back to you. They keep, um, you know, seeing your progress or whatever. And I think it's super important to, to promote yourself, not just social media, but even, word of mouth you know you go out in public just you know give someone a business card or something you know
0: yeah like you said like you know doing like little things that little extra effort can you know make you stand out
1: oh yeah and that's that's what sets you aside from everyone else to where you know you talk to them you treat them like a friend not just a client you know just stuff like that ask about their life ask about their problems you know stuff Heck like
0: yeah that. and then nothing better because I'm, I'm pretty sure you can relate to this right when i post a podcast right and then you see like you know two shares three shares four shares it gets yeah. you going it oh, gets you yeah. hyped up, like like let's not
1: lie. Oh yeah, of, of course I remember when uh I can relate to that exactly cuz uh when I first announced I was coming to here, I think it uh it had like 60 shares maybe on Facebook and like you know how you can see the insights. It had like 12,000 people like that seen it and whether you saw it or not, like I thought that was pretty cool, you yeah. know. Just to see like the numbers go up, I guess.
0: So, um I want to ask, you know, what services do you all offer? Let's talk about like, you know, the services that what, what do you call the name of the studio like what's the name of your business
1: uh just joey's private barber studio so
0: what does uh joey's private barber studio offer yeah
1: um it, i honestly try and keep it very basic you know i don't want you know i've i've seen it nothing against them like you just peep barbers in general online or whatever they offer like a, bar, a haircut zero fade you know one fade one two you know i keep it like a haircut whether it's a one fade zero fade bald fade like whatever it is taper um that I offer that, you know, and you're going to pay the same price as if you were going to number one, you know, uh, just keep it very simple. I offer that I just a uh, base, any haircut, you know, any type of haircut, um, a straight razor lineup, uh, beard lineup, beard, you know, uh, a face shave, um, any of that. I keep it very simple for now. Um, I do plan on like uh, adding like a uh, like a facial service, you know. If you want to come in here and just feel relaxed, get a get your haircut, get your facial stuff like that. Um, I do designs. I, I really do enjoy doing designs and uh, from when I started until now, so three years later, I never charged for design. I like doing it, you know, um, which a lot of people have told me, you know, charge for that, this and that. But it's just, again, it's still like, I still have fun with this, you know, this career. Heck yeah. But uh, just haircut, eyebrows, beard, um, and designs, I guess I, I try to keep everything real simple um again i do plan on adding facial services next
0: heck yeah i love it to hear that so i want to ask you about like you know so how's your clientele from like you know date once like three years ago to nowadays with you you know now open up your studio right you're in rochester and i just want to i mean this is a side note but like for me well you know brings me attention to a barber um is location convenience
1: yeah so um clientele wise it's man it's grown so much and there's There's people that I cut here and there if I cut once or twice, you know, that uh, for some reason, um, there's people that I cut, you know, uh, once in a while, I've only cut once and, uh, you know, it's a drive for them, you know, and I understand that, you know, nothing wrong with that, you know, Um, but my clientele has definitely grown, you know. It's cool, you know, when, like I said, the high schoolers that I cut when I was in high school, they saw me from my house to go to Fort Wayne to come back home and do this. Um, it's, It's super cool and like, you know, I like talking to them because they they were there. They saw me go from, you know, cutting at my mom's house to now. Um but yeah, my I'd say my content has definitely grown and improved a lot. And uh, it's great getting to know new people. Um and then location. I chose again I chose Rochester because there's nothing here. You know, uh the, a lot of people in Akron drive up to Shaves and Fades and go get haircuts. People in Rochester might drive it to South Bend. And again, you know, Shaves and Fades a great barbershop. You know, a lot of the barbershops around here are great. Um but I guess it's i found i guess i when i came here i didn't know there was another barbershop um so i was i thought i was the only one but i guess there's not you know and that's nothing wrong with that um
0: friendly competition yeah
1: yeah and it's you know it's all love and i hope the best for them you know um but being here like i get a lot of like uh hispanic clientele from akron come back over here because it's what a 10 minute drive rochester it's like anywhere you live in rochester you know it's a pretty small town so it's like you're what five ten minutes away um Plymouth is 20 Argus is 15 you know just that and I've already had I cut a few people from Plymouth and Argus that do come to me and now they're like man it's so convenient instead of driving all the way to Fort Wayne or Or whatever yeah yeah, they're like man it's so it's so convenient they're just you know down the road pretty much
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's pretty cool like on the short videos you posted I saw like Mm -hmm. a couple of the football players oh yeah like to go to
1: yeah they I, I cut pretty big pretty big uh range of players on the football team and it's it's always cool with them you know if they if they're here on a thursday night you know hey you know what do you, what do you, what do you think is gonna happen tomorrow you know <laughs> yeah. what do you expect to do
0: like talking engaging with them like yeah. go back yeah
1: yeah and like uh when i was in high school uh, a few of the basketball players i'm like hey if you dunk i'll give you a free haircut you know and they'll try it you know they'll i think uh tate kaiser d- might have dunked in a game and i gave him a free haircut or something uh yeah. so it's cool you know and i look at them as friends because i you know went to high school with them or whatever it's cool talking to them and like seeing seeing them develop in the sport aspect as well
0: you yeah know? and uh speaking about free i want to talk about this so um recently um i saw you posted like a giveaway like you know if you shared this comment this mm-hmm. um I give you know I'll give three free haircuts. Can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, so it was again. It's it's another way I'd say to to build your clientele to advertise because it's gonna get shares and people are gonna look at it. The only thing is that that next time I do a giveaway, it's gonna be different because it was super hard with it had like seventy shares, but I could only get like sixty people into the drawing because their privacy settings are that. But next But it's time, a learning experience. Yeah, it's a learning experience. Uh, it was successful, I'd say, for the first one. Uh, I ended up. Uh, Yeah. Giving free haircuts to, I think four, there was four winners. I did an extra one just cause, um, and I think it's a cool way to interact with the community. You know, like I said, it's, it's cool to, to give back to them. You know, if they're, you know, they helped me get here. So why not give back and to even get new people in my chair? It's
0: fun. It's a fun little contest too.
1: Oh yeah. It's fun. And you know, yeah, it was short notice, but it was, it was fun. Cool little experience, you know?
0: Heck yeah. And then like Joey, what's the best thing about managing your own barber studio or just like managing like
1: your own business? um there's a lot of pros to it i'd say um you know you get to my schedules is monday through wednesday is 10 to 6 and then thursday uh, it's my late day um 12 to noon to 10 i think it is and then friday 8 to 6 and saturday 8 to one so it's pretty cool um coming in here and knowing like well if i have something going on i just block it off and just go do what i have to do you know but um you know managing your own schedule your work schedule you know if i want to come to work I decided if I don't want to come, you know, it's on me, but at the end of the day, to be successful, I guess you have to be disciplined to, to know that you have to come in and put in the work, you know, or else you're not going to get nothing out of it. You know, let's say someone books an appointment and you're like laying in bed. Oh, I really don't want to get up early. And you don't accept it. Or you say, no, I can't, you know, you got to be that reliable barber. You got to be there at all times and be, you got to make your schedule open to anyone, you know? Um, and that, you know, there's, there's stuff that goes with that, you know, you, yeah, you're your own boss, but to an extent, you know, cause you gotta help, you gotta help everyone reach their needs too, you know, make sure, you know, they get a haircut and they're happy. And, uh, you gotta like, you gotta be that available barber for them too, you know, cause you're in order for you to get, you know, booked, you gotta be available so that they can get in your chair whenever they want, you know, and that's, that's the best way to put it, you know, be available, be, uh, be a go-to guy so that you know well joey's always there you know he's he always fits me in he works around my schedule too yeah yeah, once again that that there's the word yeah um you got to be a convenient person so that they keep coming back and they tell other people you know yeah because
0: like like you said like there's a day where you're just lazy right quote Mm -hmm. unquote and then a client wants that time right Uh, another loss like you know that loss can be another barber's gain
1: exactly exactly and it's uh like I said, you know, if they do find someone that they enjoy being with better, I've never had a problem with anyone going to anyone else, you know. Um, there's times where if I can't get you in, I'm going to refer you to another barber that I that I think would do good. Like know? if you're on vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know. Um, refer you to someone, you know, someone a little smaller, but that's good, you know. Help them build too, you know. And I believe in good karma. If you do something good, good will come back to you. That's you awesome.
0: Know? And then like, um, like what you said moments ago, it's like, yes, yeah, like, you know, you don't want to be lazy, there's a difference between being lazy between you know, actually earning your vacation time. Can you like talk about that?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, I personally don't take a lot of time off. I work, uh, six days a week. Yeah. They're not, you know, like a normal day or normal work day where you go in at five or six and get off at four, you know, they're, you know, I go in at 10, get off at six. So it's not bad. Uh, it lets me do stuff in the morning and in the afternoon. Um, but you definitely, you shouldn't, in my opinion, it's not good for you to take, you know, a vac- you know, have a week on a week off a week on, cause then you're not, you're not convenient. You're not reliable. Um, but I think as long as you respect your, your clientele, they should respect you. You know, it goes vice, vice versa. Um, you know, if you're, if you know, you know, you go a while without taking a vacation, then you, then you take it, you only be like, well, you know, it's understandable. You know, he's, he's working a lot, this and that. And it, I think it's, it's good that, you take your vacations as well. You know, you can't just be work, work, work without You won't overload yourself. Yeah, and it's uh vacations are very like relaxing too, just to get away. And even for me, like on on weekends usually like after I'm done Saturday, if you know, you know it's pretty hard to get in contact with me. I try to not be on my phone. In general I'm on my phone a lot and uh throughout the week. But when I'm spending time with my girlfriend for example, I try not to not to be on my phone too. Yeah, work like balance. Yeah, and it's uh yeah sometimes like I'll wait, I won't answer you for a day or two. But um, uh, you know, when I do text, I'm like, "Hey, I'm sorry. Like, I just try to, you know, take you know, take it easy this week or on the weekend, and just. But once Sunday night hits, I'm back on entering everybody, accepting yeah. appointments and uh, stuff like that. And again, you just got to be reliable um, and
0: be a good uh communication.
1: Yeah, have very good communication. And uh, when someone books, I try to right away accept it. You know, mm-hmm. so then again, they're not like, "Well, did he accept it or not? Why is he not accepting? Because I'm sure you've had to deal with, you know, just not even barbers, but just the other companies like that where it's like, well, are you going to accept it or not? And I try to be that person that's like, you know, you book it and you'll accept it right away. Right. You know?
0: Besides having them having second guess themselves.
1: Exactly. And just be be convenient. Yeah.
0: You know? And I think, you know, I'm, once again, going back to Jeff, right, since he's just such, been such a veteran in this industry, right? Mm-hmm. um. Even though he's not my main barber, but I, uh, give kudos to him because he does, when he, when he does go on vacation, which he deserves it, right? Yeah. He goes like maybe once or twice, but he takes like a two or three week vacation back to California, which once again, well-deserved, yeah. but he does such a great job of communicating to everyone. Plus on Facebook, like, Hey, you know, I'm not like, I won't be here, but you can contact the other barbers, you know?
1: Yeah. And just, uh, that's something he does great over there. You know, he's got people that, you know, will give you a great haircut as well in there. Um, and communication is key you know especially when you when you are running your business you know um you know definitely like advertise on social media and promote that you know hey i'm gonna be out this week please book accordingly but i'll be back on this week you know exactly and if you know let's for me for me for example like if you know go ahead and text me you know hey who would you recommend around here and i'll point you to the right direction i'm not gonna be like well, no don't go like be selfish yeah yeah you know i'm a. you know if you need a haircut go get one you know you know what I mean? I'm not going to be upset if you do switch on me. Or, or let's say I told you to go over here and you stick with him. If you like his work, perfect. You know, as long as you're happy. You know what I mean?
0: There's like more people that are needing haircuts, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, there's enough people for everyone. Yeah, heck you know? yeah.
0: And then once again, I am keep referring to Maria, but I do appreciate like if she's sick, she'd like text me right away. Hey, I can't make it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. You know, I can book you with Landon, you know, or Emmanuel. So, like, yeah. yeah I'll, so, as a customer, right, I love communication. and honest communication
1: exactly or like even it's happened to me i and if you've bugged with me and you're listening to this you know i'm always like either right on time or like five minutes late but i'll text you hey i'm running a little late you know or as soon as i know i'm running a little late hey i'm running a little late you know or if i need a you know switch an appointment hey uh i can't make it today um do you mind you know coming later or coming the next day or whatever you know trying to get you in and uh you know it goes vice versa if you respect them they respect you exactly just Mm -hmm. like
0: you said taking care of your clientele making sure that relationship is strong as ever
1: yeah exactly you know you you got to take care of them and they'll take care of you
0: mm-hmm. and then i want to ask you know so like i know you're like busy right now you know just managing you know your studio since you mm-hmm. just opened this up back what it's been
1: a month now right i think september it's october 2nd let me see let me check my it might just be exactly a month today actually um yeah i think it i think sometime like the beginning week of september was my first day in here. So September 4th would be my first day in here and it's, well October 2nd. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty much a month. Okay. Yeah.
0: With you being, you know, opening up your studio for a month now, do you have any future plans, you know, going going forward with your career or what?
1: Um I mean just like I said, I don't I don't expect this studio to be, you know, forever either. I definitely want to expand and, you know, hopefully get a shot um my goal is to influence the youth. I really like that. And I, there's a few kids like, you know, I have on my mind that uh, they're, they go to the same, you know, they go to school and they're young and they're cutting hair too. And I, you know, if I cut, you know, I cut their hair and, you know, I try and give them advice like, Hey, do this, do that. Um, you know, just even taking pictures, you know, I'm not saying I'm a great photographer, but the, you know, get the lighting where so you can see everything. Um, and I'd love to open up a shop. That's, I guess my next big goal for me is just to uh, get a barbershop going. I think that'd be super cool and uh, great for the community and definitely get the get the younger kids involved and, uh, you know, almost, like, build that path for them so they know where to go. And, you know, if they there's some that contact me and, like, hey, what school did you go to? And I think that's pretty cool.
0: Heck, yeah, I love it. And then, uh, once again, going back to Jeff, like, I remember his very first spot in Warsaw, mm-hmm. it was, like, like kind of like a studio, maybe a little bit bigger than this. Yeah. Like, I remember when I would go to that place, to where he is now it's just so inspiring.
1: Oh yeah, and even in that that building next to their new building, I remember seeing them in there and you know, not saying it was it was horrible but it, you know, now like comparing it to the one now it's like wow, like you that's a huge huge step and it just shows, you know, you he was always in there, I remember you know no matter what time it was he was cutting hair and it just shows that you know hard work does pay off yeah and you want to pass that pass that down to the next generation exactly and just uh i guess bar- the barbering scene is growing and i think it's a great career for anyone to get involved in you know whether whether you don't have any plans or whether you want to, you already you know thought about doing it i think it's a it's a great career for any any you know anyone not just younger people but anyone to get involved in you know
0: yeah. And with that being said, what advice would you give to anyone that wants to be a licensed barber or just anyone that wants to start their own business?
1: I mean, biggest advice, not just to barbers, but like you said, any, any business, just take a first step. You know, you're further along. Like I've said it, I think I said it earlier. When you take a step, you're further along than not taking any step at all. You know, you already got step one done. And the hardest thing to do is start. Once you start, you know, it's like a, a snowball effect. It just keeps getting rolling and rolling. And I guess like, for me, example, like I didn't I don't know how I got here to me. It's just like I just I enjoyed what I was doing and I just worked hard and uh and just got to here, you know.
0: Yeah. I want to chime, chime in and, into this and please like, you know, I mean, I want to talk about this and please chime in. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, fear is a liar. I, don't, I say, you know, don't let fear control you.
1: Yeah. And that's that's true. You know, I and this is again, like like when I moved to Fort Wayne like that. Yeah, I was I was scared, but I didn't have like a huge fear i was like you know what i don't know what i'm doing out here but i'm gonna make it work and uh i didn't i didn't think it was scary at all moving to a different city but um now that i look back at i'm like how did i survive not knowing anyone you know i had i remember having to use a gps to even move around you know to like like you know if you compare fort wayne to akron it's it's crazy you know
0: that's funny. So, um, Joey, where can people book appointments at or where can they follow your business for any announcements or updates?
1: Um, Definitely. Uh, I'm more active on Facebook for sure now. Uh, uh, if you go on Facebook and look up uh, Joey's Private Barber Studio, you'll find me. Um, I use the Booksy app. Um, I think if you look up, again, Joey's Private Barber Studio, you can find me on there. Um, and then on Instagram, it's Joey Blends, J-O-E-Y-B-L-E-N-D-S-S-S, three S's. Yeah. yeah, and um, I, I like the Booksy app. It do that app is so easy to use. And that's you know it's my first time using an app like that. And uh, when people come in, I always ask you know how's the app? How does it gives you any problems? And I think again communication. You know, um, if you know, and I told them if it's easier for you to just text me and tell me what day, I can book it for you manually. And I think that's uh, people like that. But uh, I mean, so far the Booksy app has been great for me.
0: Yeah. Besides telling people, no, you have to use this. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know which like i for people that do or that are like that like i just do books yep i get it because it's super easy all i do on my side is just you know see who it is see what time if it's available i just put accept super easy
0: and it's cool because uh books you you know the clients or customers uh get a review so you that way you can read easy f- feedback
1: oh yeah and uh so far the feedback's been great you know i've i've never been i've never gotten reviews like that like socially on social media but uh it's cool seeing you know like how you know almost people like say how their experience about how their experience was, and uh, you know it's been nothing but great stuff coming back,
0: heck yeah, I'd love to hear that and then um Joey, I want to ask like you know what do you like to do on your free time?
1: See, and when I was looking at the the outline or whatever, I saw this question, and me and my girlfriend were like she asked me, she's like, "What do you like to do in your free time?" <laughs> and I'm just like i i it's a question that's super hard to ask, you know. Um, because I don't, I feel like I don't have a lot of free time, but, um, I guess I, I do like to go out to eat. I love going out to eat. I eat a lot and sometimes it's a bad thing, but most of the time it's a good thing.
0: Do you have a favorite restaurant that you like to go around here on the 574 that you just <sighs> love?
1: Jesus, definitely. Uh, Arturo Rosa has put me on that place. It's a, uh, it's a light and grill, just not just Mexican food, Where's but, that? uh, downtown Mishawaka. Okay. I've never been there. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's on the pricier end but it's worth it dude that food has so much flavor it's like uh like they have like honduran based food guatemalan um anyways yeah that that place is great uh i do like to play video games here and there with my friends uh spend time with my girlfriend a lot we spend quite a bit of time together and then just being around family i guess like i said i'm a family family oriented person like doing that um go to the gym stuff like that trying to get back into the gym actually Mm -hmm. yeah but
0: like you said, it's like, you know, you love this life so far. Yeah.
1: I It's a uh, remember, like I said, remember just, I guess that's what, another thing that keeps me humble. Just remembering where I was when I first started. I remember on TikTok seeing, you know, their Barber's Day in the life, you know, and I'm sure if oh, you, yeah yeah, segments, yeah. yeah. And if like, those are, I thought I'm like, man, that's the life to live. And now like, look now. yeah, look at me now. Like i made one and it was super cool, you know get up like i I love being able to control your schedule to where like i get up i eat go to the gym come here cut hair do what i gotta do and it's uh put it into video clips it's super cool Mm -hmm. so
0: other people can actually experience what you go through you know yeah in the scenes yeah or doing this podcast
1: yeah and like that man looking back at that a few years ago to to like now and like really sitting down there's times where i sit down and i'm just like look around and i'm like wow you know how did I get here? But it's uh, it, that was motivation for me. Just seeing other people do that to where now I'm I'm doing it. You yeah, know? trust the process. Yeah, you do gotta trust the process.
0: So Joey, is there anything else you would like to uh, say or ask, man?
1: Um, let me see. Hold on. <laughs> I had a question. I forgot. I mean, no, no other thing. It was just uh, you know, thank you for having me. I guess, you know, it's a, it's it's a cool thing to see especially around the community see you not just like me but see you get involved with the community especially like at the high school you know um you go around and just you know different people different businesses and see you know how their story was and it's i was listening to the one with webby yesterday and that was his you know he's i was just cutting his hair last week actually and uh he's a super cool dude and uh yeah it's cool seeing you know everyone's journey you know Yeah,
0: exactly and i think that's the best part just learning and just Knowing that everyone goes through like you know challenges.
1: Yeah, and you know nothing in life is easy. You know if you want to, if you want to get to somewhere in life that's big for you, you gotta go through certain obstacles to get there.
0: Exactly, and I had people like come up to me and say like, yeah, I heard so and so's like you know podcast, and I have gained so much respect for that certain individual because of their story.
1: Exactly, and uh, yeah, that's it's a it's a great thing with the podcast because if you're a talkative person, like I mean I feel like I'm pretty talkative. I could talk all day, you know. But um yeah, I I loved it. Yeah, I loved being here.
0: Yeah, I mean, Joey, I want to say, dude, you've been a, a heck of a guest, man. You're doing, you've done a great job so far. Oh, thank but you. With that being said, Joey, I want to. Um, it's time for the cheesy question of the day. All right, let me hear it. Okay, Joey, today's cheesy question of the day is that if you had your own podcast, who would
1: be your dream guest? Like celebrity?
0: Heck, like anyone.
1: Um, dude, honestly, Vic Blends. I don't know if you've seen him on TikTok. Who is he? So he's a. Uh, he was a barber and then became like a, like almost like an influencer. That guy on TikTok, you see him, Oh, you want a free haircut out in the streets?
0: Yes. That's him. him. Yeah.
1: Him. I, I would love to have him. I guess when I was cutting hair, I look almost looked up to him like, dude, that's cool. You know, cause he took it to a whole nother level, you know, with doing that. And he's got a lot of cool stuff going on. And I think he always, uh, I'm a, like, I liked what he does. And, uh, I like to hear, you know, any advice he'd give to just anyone in general. Like, I think. The way he came up is super cool, and uh, I that that'd be my guest on the on the podcast. And once again, he he probably has a crazy story as well. Yeah, and like I I definitely do like watching or watching or because you know how they do like the video podcast, I definitely like the like watching it or hearing it. Um, just people's story, you know, especially like people like the famous people that uh come up from from nothing to something. You know, that's cool.
0: Man, this is awesome. This has been awesome, Joey. I want to say thank you so much for taking time of your schedule for doing this man
1: oh man of course thank thank you for you know having me on here it's an honor jeez
0: yeah man it's been a fun one so guys thanks for listening please leave a review and rating and share the podcast i would greatly appreciate that you can follow the podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify and facebook see ya